by grace you are saved, and it's not, uh, for by grace you are saved, oh, I got to get the glasses out, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. The whole process of salvation being made for us or taking place for us, and why it's so simple is that somebody else has actually done it for us. I'll never be good enough to get to heaven. I'll never accomplish enough to get to heaven. But somebody has done that for me. He's accomplished so much that he's allowed everybody access to heaven. And he's made the plan of salvation, Jesus Christ, that is. He's made the plan of salvation so simple. In his obedience to his heavenly Father, in his obedience to God's word, and in his love for us, He's made salvation so simple that even a child can understand the concept of it. We, even a child, can have faith. We had a little child in our home. She was probably seven years old when she left the home. She was a handicapped child, and she didn't have the mentality much over about four. But yet she would ask about salvation, and she would pray for salvation. I believe in my heart that today she's over 30 probably 40 years old, and still as simple as she was then. But I believe she's going to heaven, if not because she has understood the plan of salvation, but it's because it was a gift given to her. And so uh, that is how that works. But uh, the first of the simple things of, in, of salvation, salvation is simple as entering a door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. That's John chapter 10, verse 9. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 9. You'll be in John most of this message uh, in the one that I'll carry on next week for this. John 10, 9 is where Christ talks about I and my Father are one. He talks about how he is the door. In verse no. Oh, We'll pick it up in 10.6. The parable spake Jesus unto them, by the under, but they understood not these things which were which he spoke unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I've explained to you before that the sheep door was an open door. It's not shut. It was in a wall. It was usually a... a <clears throat> usually just an open partition in the wall. It was a large place where they wouldn't really have a gate there because the shepherds all stayed at the gate. And that's where they put the sheep in when mom went to Walmart or they had to go to the dentist or something like that. They'd all take the sheep into town with them, put them in the big yard. It'd be like the Walmart parking lot. And they'd leave them there. And as the shepherd would come back out, He'd walk through the flock of sheep, and his sheep would follow him out. God says, I, Jesus Christ says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but sheep did not hear, but the sheep did not hear them. That's because the sheep wouldn't respond to anybody but the shepherd. I had the privilege of raising sheep, and when my daughter-in-law, who helped me a lot with the sheep, she had difficulties in getting them to do anything until she started feeding them and talking to them. Then they'd follow her. I am the door by me. There's a second time he says he, there's the verse we're looking at. Salvation is simple as entering in that door. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, 
he shall be saved. He shall be saved. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. That's the door. That's the gate. That's the story. The thief cometh not for to steal to, and, and to kill and to destroy. I am come that might that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You know, if you wanted to stay in that parking lot, you could stay in that parking lot. But if you wanted to eat and green for grass in a, in a good pasture and be led to water, you follow the shepherd. Again, the shepherd's Jesus Christ. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. <clears throat> Second time, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I'm not a hireling. I'm not a hireling. I believe that, and that's the way it's going to be as long as I'm here. I'm not a hireling. We have a church here, and you people have a very valuable thing on this island. You have, you have one of the only churches on the whole island that doesn't have a hireling in it. And, and, you ha and if I do take money from you, which I do occasionally, I put gas in the vehicles and such, it's coming from this church, and it's going to this church, you people have are very capable of supporting a pastor. And I'm proud of you. And that's a blessing. And God's going to honor you that with that. That's one of the reasons he's honoring you with a building. There's other people that have been through those back doors and have looked around in this church and said, boy, this isn't as fancy as some of the other ones, some of the other churches in town. And I'm going, hold it. This is the only church. This is the only church on this island. I don't know, you want to throw at me wherever two or three are gathered, that's fine. But this is an organized church on this island. It's not a mission post. Did you catch that? It's not a missions post. And so we have responsibilities as a church. And we have blessings as a church. And as we endeavor to function as a church, God will bless us. We will be an example to other churches as we build, as we do things. There's another radio station on this on this island, put up by a church. Right now, they don't. They have a pastor that shows up twice a month, whether he needs to be there or not. They can't even keep the radio station running. They can't even keep the church doors open. I talked to the one of the lead men in that church. He says, "We're dying, we're dying." Well. If you would have learned to support yourself, learned to feed yourself, if you would have followed the shepherd instead of the money, we'd be blessed right now. There's no way we could hold a candle to some of them places, except by the grace of Jesus Christ. Okay, that's my personal interruption, but I wanted to, I wanted to uh, let you know you're very precious in God's sight. That's why he made salvation so simple for us, and that's why he holds the door open at this church. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep, but he that is a hireling and not a shepherd whose own sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and, the fle and fleeth. The wolf catcheth them and scattereth them the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, know my sheep, and I know them. They know, they know I'm mine. Excuse me, I get too used to these verses. And am known of mine. 
Now, in this portion of Scripture, you'll see I am shows up, oh, I think four times. Four of the 40 I am's in the Gospel of John are right here. We just read through them. And twice in this portion of Scripture, he calls himself the door. Salvation is simple as entering that door, having a communion, a relationship, an everlasting commitment towards Jesus Christ. And that is found right there. Salvation is as simple as calling for help. Jesus Christ says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Let's go over to Romans chapter 10 for just a minute. Romans chapter 10. Well, 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But I'm going to go to Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's that saved word again. You get around the wrong type of people and they think we're kind of simple because we use the word saved and we use words like blood and we talk about faith. They're all surrounded with science, facts, and fiction. <laughs> but it's in the Bible. I'm not impressed, as Brother uh, Russell alluded to this morning, I'm not impressed with how much Bible someone knows. I'm impressed with how much Bible someone lives. God's not impressed with how much Bible someone knows. He's impressed with how much Bible someone lives. That's why salvation is so simple, what it takes. You trust in God's word, you're trusting in Jesus Christ, you're trusting in his son. For with the heart, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto, there's that word, salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You want to get saved, just call on the Lord. You don't have to say a special prayer. You don't have to recite it a special verse. You don't have to make a special proclamation. You don't have to repent. You call upon the name of the Lord. Now, I said that, repent. If you change your mind about sin, then you called upon the Lord and took him into your heart. We will keep that in there. But you don't have to go A, B, C, as you hear me say. I tell you what, I accepted the Lord as my personal Savior, and I didn't understand what sin was about for a while. I still prayed so many prayers and knew Christ died for me. And he, he finally straightened me out and says, you know, you don't have to go kill a bull or a goat and get right with me, and you don't have to recite 15 Hail Marys and five Our Fathers and uh, beat yourself with a stick. All you have to do is trust in me and take my word and change your mind about sin. Try not to sin and try not to compensate for your sin in your flesh. You compensate for your sin by your belief and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, 
there we have it's as simple to, it's simple to be saved it's as simple as entering a door it's as simple as calling on him for help in that portion of scripture we looked at the word call four times four times it is as simple as coming when called come on to me matthew this is my one of my favorite verses i was a young boy i went to bible camp we're going to go to matthew 11:28 Lathan 28, I met, this was the first verse I ever memorized. This is the first verse that ever spoke to me about realization, what, how God is so real after I got saved. Now, I got saved, and I got saved reading John 3.16, and that verse sealed it for me. But this is the first practical I don't think I was even saved when I seen this. Yeah, I wasn't even saved. But it was very practical to me looking upon this verse and seeing how it worked. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. Now let me tell you the story. I went with my girlfriend. She was my bride-to-be. We were going steady. I was getting drafted into the military. I had 90 days before I had to report for service. I went to Bible camp. Figured I better get some things squared away before I got shot at. I went to Bible camp. It was in Minnesota, Alexandria, Minnesota. Big tourist trap. Big tourist place in Minnesota. And uh, they had a Bible camp there. Evangelical Moody Bible Institute people. Wonderful people. And I went there. And uh, they had a trouble with their water. It was sulfur-based, nasty-smelling and nasty-tasting. And being the cheapy I am, I didn't want to drink soda pop all day. So I, taped, I drank some water. And those people were crazy. They had Bible at 8 o'clock. They had Bible study and then preaching. And then at 10 o'clock, they'd have more preaching. And then at noon just at before you went and ate they'd have more preaching and they'd mix it up with just enough fun and activities that you'd come there and you'd have to go through all the preaching though before you ate and so uh i'm uh sitting there in one of this big open auditorium with no walls on it, it looked like a giant indoor arena for horses but it was a place for people to gather out of the weather beautiful weather beautiful camp beautiful place and the sulfur in the water hit me. And I had to go to the bathroom. Much like most of the other people that were new at the camp. You've probably seen some of that. Uh, and I just sat there and held my breath and did everything I could. But I had to get up and run out the building. And I had to run up the hill and I found the bathrooms and when I got through the bathroom door and shut the stall door, Matthew 11.28 looked me right in the eyes. Come on to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That verse spoke to me that God is real and he understands everything. He's not just for the halls of a church. He'll meet you in the bathroom. He'll meet you in the laboratory. He'll meet you anywhere that you call upon him. And he will give you rest. Believe me, as I wiped the sweat from my brow, I trusted more in God's word then 
and looked forward to finding out more about it, and it led me to salvation eventually. Praise the Lord. Salvation is simple. God is not complicated. He's only complicated when you try to outguess him. You know, the, the scientists are the ones that are trying to proclaim themselves as God, and they're trying to beat God at his own game, and he just kind of laughs at him. He allows us what we need to to survive. He blesses us for what we have and what he's given us. He's not against us trying to figure things out, but he's always against us trying to give the credit to ourselves. You're not going to get to heaven any other way but by calling on him. You're not going to get your problems solved any other way but by calling on him. Oh, you might get relieved from, I talk to alcoholics, I talk to people that have recovered from drug addiction, I've talked to people that have recovered from other things, and witnessed to them, have worked with them, and had the privilege to, I just looked at a Christmas card the other day that a handicapped individual made me by hand and thanked me for the many blessings I had. I can't throw that Christmas card away. It comes out with me every Christmas. And he had to admit he's never going to, be all that God could be, wants him to be and all that he could be without acknowledging God as his source for recovery. Each one of us, you're never going to meet the potential. You're never going to get on top of that mountain. Oh, I talk to men that have been on top of the mountain. They're never quenched. They're already in hell where the fire never quenches them. It's never quenched. You're never going to be all you can be unless you call upon God and put your faith and trust in him. and Make him a partner and a part of your life, and he'll be glad to answer you. He'll be glad to be there. Salvation is simple. The last point, it is as simple as receiving a gift. Let's all stand. Don't shut me off yet. The message isn't done. I want him to stand because I want to finish up in the next minute. <laughs> God wants each one of us to receive a gift. This is the time of year everybody got gifts, right? Uh, did you not get a gift? Come and see me. I'll give you one. I got a coffee cup left over. If you want a coffee cup, come and see me. Mrs. Farmer uh, was gracious enough to give our church a bunch of chairs. We've got a few extra now. If you want a chair, come and see me. We've got gifts for you so you can sit down and have a cup of coffee if you're only four foot tall. But... Uh, Salvation is so simple. Calling on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, and receiving a gift. Salvation is as simple as receiving the gift. And there's John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, I've talked to people, and they've been right on the verge of accepting Christ. And they go, well, I got to quit drinking before I accept Christ. Or I got to quit living with this girl before I uh, accept Christ. I, I, we got to go get married, and I'll help them get married. And then, they got, then they're on the hook for accepting Christ. But you don't have to do that. You come to God the way you are and accept him. You received a gift. What did it cost you to get a gift from your wife this, this year? Don't, don't tell me. You get, you're going to get the credit card bill, right, brother? <laughs> but that's how simple it is to receive Christ. Accept that gift. 
He's there, and he wants to lead each one of us. He wants you to accept him and take him at his word, have communion with him. He wants you to be all you can be. He wants you to be successful in life. He wants you to have everything much more abundantly, as they talked about in Sunday school. He wants you to accept him. So if you're here today and you're struggling with salvation or you're struggling with life, Jesus Christ says, come on to me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It doesn't have to be physical implications. It's spiritual implications. It's emotional implications. It's wisdom. He'll give you rest. He'll give you rest. We just got through some of the most trying times in our country, and I believe there's even more trying times ahead. Uh, We just got through with one of the biggest holidays of the year. Tell me you weren't stressed, and I'll I'll buy you an apple. Uh, We all need to call on God from time to time, whether it's for salvation or just comfort. Don't leave him out. Make him part of your life. When you walk out this door, he's standing there on the other side of it. He's standing on this side of it. He wants you to go through him for the rest of your life. What are you going to play? Amen. Play that.